Why, hello. It's uh, it's good to be back here, Where wherever here is. It's good to be. How about that? It's just good to be. I hope you're well, both physically and mentally. That's, um, I think that's, or it feels like that's asking a lot these days or some days based on this crazy world that we live in, you know. But uh, it's so important to stay physically and mentally healthy, at peace, and uh, work on being a, uh, a better human every day, especially as this world that we live in continues to uh, spiral out of control in so many ways. Uh, it's a day-by-day it's a day thing, and it's also so, as I mentioned, imperative that uh, we just work on putting good, goodness and kindness out into the world. Before we sit down with a awesome human being by the name of Al Howard, do want to thank our sponsors, March and Ash, a local dispensary, cannabis dispensary that is, with delivery and curbside pickup located in Mission Valley as well as Vista and the Imperial Valley. You can do all your ordering online at marchandash.com. Also, big thanks to Baja Bound Mexican Auto Insurance. You can find them online at BajaBound.com. And uh, just a worldclassoperation.com. The easiest way to buy Mexican auto insurance. And you can purchase and print out your policies from their easy-to-use website with great rates. Again, it's BajaBound.com. Thank you to Jeff and the crew over there. I'm, I'm happy to hear that uh, you're actually uh, getting some business during this time. And then finally, thank you to Mr. Moto Pizza with uh, locations throughout San Diego. I was just at the North Park location last night for Father's Day. Got myself a amazing Smoky Greens pizza. It's got um, spinach, ricotta, or ruguta, as my dad says. Happy Father's Day, Dad. And then some like um, drizzle, like this vinegar drizzle on it. Oh, it's so good. Also got a calzone and some meatballs for the fam. Thank you to Mr. Moto Pizza. In fact, um, if you'd like a shot at winning a uh, Mr. Moto Pizza, why don't you, what can you do? I don't know, share the podcast on social. I see you share the podcast and you'll be in the running to win a free pizza. How about that? Courtesy of Mr. Moto Pizza. All right, let's get to our episode and thank you. So um, I'm here with Al. Welcome back to uh, the Cantori Show here, the podcast. Appreciate you checking it out. And uh, I, I just know you as Al, Al Howard, but there's more to you than just Al Howard, let's be honest. <laughs> a little bit more. Give me your full uh, full name, and uh, how long have you been in San Diego? Those are my first two questions. All right. Alfred Omar Howard. Okay. So we had a couple more syllables, and I've been in San Diego for, since uh, 1999. 
99. Yep. And you're originally from the East Coast? Yeah, I, I grew up in New Jersey, went to school in Boston, got cold. Uh, someone told me that it was warm here every day of the year. Sure. And that you could get an apartment for $300 on the beach. What? And at the time, I, I hadn't like quite made up my mind where I stood on the internet, so I never like vetted this information. I just drove, drove to out San Diego. And then realized it was expensive as balls. Yeah, but it was too late to like turn back. You got at sucked that point. in. I was like, all right, well, this is home. Tell me about... Um because uh, you know I've known you for for a minute here uh, from the San Diego music scene. You're dear friends with uh, one of my groomsmen, actually, in my wedding, Matt Malarish. You guys have a company and a and a collective together. Yep. Tell me about your upbringing and, and where you grew up and what what molded you into the human that you are today. Well, it's funny. I I grew up in New Jersey. I've been obsessed with music for as long as I could remember. Um. When I was in high school, my friend Charlie got his license. He was like one of the early kids to get his license, and we weren't like cool kids in high school. So we would wake up real early every like Saturday and Sunday morning and just drive around and go to yard sales. <clears throat> yeah. So we started collecting a lot of vinyl, and this was in the like 90s when people were just getting rid of everything. Sure. You know, for like a quarter. Just dumping and shit. And sometimes just like throwing it away. Purging, because you know? it was the digital age you or know? the beginning of. So we had like killer teenage record collections and that was like our thing yeah so when i moved out here um i started doing spoken word because i always like wanted to be involved in music in some way shape or form and i can't really like sing and i wasn't able to like virtuosically play guitar right in the first time i tried you weren't this like self-taught amazing yeah. virtuoso yeah. so you didn't know how to read music yeah, that bothered me right i just wanted to pick up a guitar and just like exactly shred, you know yeah impress the ladies yeah and uh that never happened so uh i was like oh i can write i can write stories i can write poetry so i performed spoken word had a band where i was doing like spoken word with like a live live band like six piece kind of like funk psychedelic band sure and then uh i lost my voice which is like ironically like the best thing that ever happened to me but i had hiatal hernia <clears throat> combined with like i've had chronic lyme disease for 24 years oh, shit. 26 years at this point and uh my voice like never really fully came back and so, when was this then this is later in life or when yeah, you first like is, moved here god i guess it was about, maybe about 10 years ago okay. now you know seems like Seems like uh, yesterday, and it also seems like an eternity. Yeah, somehow sure. At the same I get time. that. But um, then I started writing lyrics for singers. So it kind of forced you to take a back seat. Yeah, yeah. It took I took like time off for a while, and then I got so like bored with not being a part of music that I was like, I got to figure out a path for myself. Was there a lot of music in your house growing up? Because um, I think of my. I'm a music head, and I wouldn't be, I don't think, if it wasn't for my dad and his crazy vinyl collection. You mentioned cruising around with your friends. Did you, uh, was your dad, your mom musical? It's funny. I, uh, I, <clears throat> I just grew up with my mom. Okay. And uh, my mom had, like, a pretty stellar record collection. You know, so I got my, like, Sly and the Family Stone and my Herbie Hancock yeah. and stuff and got introduced to that, like, 70s funk and 60s soul R&B stuff from my mom. My father I met when I was 21, and my father uh, had, a, had a son from, from a previous thing, and um, he was in my favorite hip-hop group growing up. No. Yeah, he was in uh, Diggable Planets. Shut up! Yeah. And I'll tell you something really funny is when I was like 13, I was driving with my mom, and uh, we were listening to Diggable Planets, because that was like, 
it was like the album that in a time of like right you know i was like into like seattle grunge and my mom didn't quite follow me down that path but she could fuck with diggable planets that's funny and um she she had just found out that i had an older brother who was in like a a rap group and i was like i bet it's this guy and i said that because i i always like I knew a lot of the samples that they would they would use, you know, and like some of the obscure stuff. I was just like, I just always felt like a relationship to that music. And then when I met my dad, I was 21, and like in the process of tracking him down, I, I talked to this aunt, and she was like, "Oh, so are are you into rap?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Are you uh, ha- have you heard of Diggable Planets?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's <laughs> no like, way. "Do you know who Butterfly is?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's like my favorite MC." Period. She's like, "That's your brother." holy shit and i was like you gotta be kidding me did you ever reach out to him oh yeah yeah we're good we we like we communicate we know each other i'm blown away i'll tell you a funny story because we were talking about radiohead the first time i met my brother i uh i was staying with my girlfriend in new york and um kid a had just come out right and i and i still the funny thing is i can't think of the name but it's track seven on kid a um I lost my way. Da 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 da. I lo- uh, yeah. Is it um, in limbo or something? I, I forget yeah. what it's called, but I I know the song like sure. you know really well. But I listened to it before the shower. I listened to it during the shower, and I listened to it after the shower. Right, because I was just like Into that was it. the song locked for in. me at that moment. I get. You know? And uh, you know, I didn't know my brother at all other than like his music. So we sat down, we got some food. And that was my first song. I was just like, hey, man, what are you listening to right now? And he's like, track seven on Kid A. Shut up. And I was like, yeah, so you're my brother. That's like, amazing. What's going on? <laughs> you know? And it's funny because um, when I was when I was seven, well, let's see, we moved. No, no. So from up until I was seven, six, I lived in Brooklyn with my, uh, with my folks, obviously. And um, I had a best friend named Philip. And years later, my mom said, do you listen to hip hop? I'm like, yeah, I like, you know, I'm a white kid listening to NWA and thinking I'm hard in the valley. And she's like, well, remember Philip growing up, your best friend? I'm like, yeah, he's in the Jungle Brothers. No way. Yes. (laughs) And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, I think it's the he's one of the Jungle Brothers. Shut up. And then I did the research and it turns out. And I reached out to him and never heard back. Oh, man. I was like, hey, Rob, I was your white homie back when we were five. <laughs> but he never, I, I never got to have that moment where we sat down and reconnected. Oh, that's bananas. But I had some crazy distant like, bro, you know, best yeah. friend from childhood that was also a hip-hop artist. When'd you, when did you find out? Later in life. Like I was well into my 20s. Now it feels like everyone is like a, a, that much more reachable. Yeah, you know, just via. So you got to reach out again. I got to try it again. Yeah, I got to try it For again. Sure. So uh, you lose your voice here in San Diego. You take some time off. You're writing for other artists, and then you start doing more spoken word. Then, or yeah, I only do spoken word when like society makes me. You know, <laughs> when like something so atrocious happens that I have like no choice but to react to it. You know, of course. Um, usually, like I, I like much prefer writing lyrics for other vocalists. You know, um. It lets me kind of like play different characters and take a different approach to writing, you know, say things maybe I wouldn't necessarily sing, but you know, um, yeah, like I, the first band I was in where I was writing lyrics was the heavy guilt. Sure. 
and then I think after that was a group called the Black Sands, and then the Midnight Pine, Rebecca Jade, and the Cole Fact, and then it's just kind of like, yeah, you've been in so many projects yeah. and reputable projects, like acclaimed projects. They're not just men. they're not fly by night. You know, people don't dismiss them. Anything you lock into, people are into. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, and that's the you know that's the goal. Like I, I also like work in record stores, collect records. You know, like listen to a lot of music, and I want to like. I want to match the stuff I listen to. Of course. You know? Now, uh, before we talk about what you're doing now, while on the uh, spoken word tip and uh, things need to get a little, you mentioned, you know, there are times where you have to put your voice out there. And you recently did that with uh, an opinion piece or something, an op-ed you did for the union. Is oh, that yeah, right? For the union union Tribune. Tribune. Can yep. you tell me about that a yeah, little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, it was, I could actually read the poem you know, I'd love it. Yeah, for please. Sure. How did this? Um, what was? I, I I know the answer, but yeah, what the, was the, the impetus? The impetus was, uh, <laughs> man. It was. Uh, it I was... should mention Al, Al's black. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. This is a podcast. <laughs> we haven't established yeah. that yet. <laughs> let me uh, let me pull up the lyrics because it's not like when I was twenty and I could just uh, like just memorize go off, things, yeah, go you off know? your head. I feel you. Yeah, but this was something that was written in response to like. George Floyd being executed in broad daylight in the middle of the street. And uh, I, I want to say, like, it was shocking, but it, it wasn't shocking, you know? Like, was it like 28 years ago, Rodney King got, you know, beat yep. so badly and we, we all saw it, you know? And then, like, the officers were acquitted. So it's, it's this problem that's, you know, just it's just very deeply rooted in our history as a nation. And it seems like, I don't know, man, sometimes like uh, the pendulum has to swing so far into this absurd darkness that like maybe we're starting to react to it. I agree. You know, I agree. As scary as it can be. Yeah. I agree. It, it takes that sometimes, but it's, you know, my mom lives out here now and my mom is like a, you know, she's 73 year old black woman who marched on Washington, went through the whole civil rights movement, grew up in the South and, you know, for her to experience this and the, the worry that she feels as a mother, for me just existing as a black man in America. Man, is I can't like, imagine. It's like devastating. I spent so many years just trying to neutralize her fears. And I'm like, Mom, you know, like I don't I don't drink and drive. I don't drive wildly. I don't speed. I don't do drugs. You know, like I, like I have I'm a pretty clean slate these days, you know. I couldn't say all this when I was 20. Right. But like, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm fine. The truth of the matter is like you're not fine. I'm not fine. Right. You know, none of this, you know, none of that matters because, you know, I've I got pulled over biking in uh, South Park and they splayed me across the hood of the cop car Shut and up. Like, asked me if I had a gun, you know, and I'm like, I'm wearing an Albert Einstein T-shirt biking loquats that I picked <laughs> off my tree to my girlfriend before she goes to Coachella, you know, like I can't I'm just like. Really? Do I have guns? Like, are you yeah. kidding me? But I, you know, I know the drill. Ah, that sucks. Yeah. And it's interesting, like, a lot of people are, like, becoming aware of that, that my reality is a lot different than theirs. Yep. You know? You and know. asking the questions, because here I am, as I mentioned, I just know you as Al, and I've known you for years in the in the music scene, you know, dating back to the 90s, you said, and I've never asked you these questions before. Right. <laughs> and that's, that's what I've learned more, is I've just taken a lot of stuff for granted to never really ask the questions because 
I just felt like I didn't need to. Like, oh, yeah, I, I got a pass. We're homies. I don't need to ask these tough right. questions. <laughs> but that's my own ignorance. You know what I mean? Right. So that, that's what I've learned most through all this. So that's the, you know, there's a dialogue that's happening. You yeah. Know? And that's, that's the, the good that comes out of it. Hell I guess, yeah. You know? But yeah. So uh, let's hear your poem. Oh, yeah. so and this is, uh, um, then I want to talk about your music. Yeah. So this poem is called We All Breathe the Same Air. And this is my version of it. You know, and, and we'll talk about the website a little bit, but then we released like a version with music that's like a little more melodic, a little different. But then, and this, this is was, what got printed in the San Diego this Union is what, Tribune, yeah, okay. for sure. The mercury rising like a summer in flames, a symptom of fever is all that remains. I feel the short breath of another man's pain, of a mother who weeps through the night. And an ocean of tears can undo the embers of a moment in amber. We all will remember when the wind blew in a tempest of tempers and the truth was exposed in the light. And you won't wear a mask, but a hood's not constricting. I refresh the feed because the news is addicting and 2020 vision is a blinding affliction. Can you see by the light of the fire? Because it's all still burning in the morning edition and the talking heads speak, but I can't really listen. And the leader breathes gasoline speeches at friction and there's no consequence for the liars. And my lungs are collapsing. It's so hard to breathe. His lungs were collapsed by the weight of policemen. We're stuck in the trap of this antique machine built on our sweat and our blood. Because we're standing knee-deep in quicksand history. If we don't turn around, this is how it will be. Must the forest be ash before we need the trees? Can we turn this around with our love? And we all breathe the same air, and I feel ashamed here. Only love can pull us out the dark. And if it's one, it's everyone. Someone's daughter, someone's son etched their name into my breaking heart. Wow. So uh, that's where it started, and now it's an entire project. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing is... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just listening. <laughs> I'm listening. So it actually started during the quarantine. This has been a, this has been a crazy year. Oh, boy. You know? There's yeah. been a, it's been an overwhelming amount say. of stuff you going on, you know? Um, but during the quarantine, like, actually before the quarantine... I was playing in eight bands, writing lyrics for eight bands, just really, really busy. And, uh, you know, I'm 42 years old. I was getting exhausted. Yeah. You know, a little burnt out. Overwhelmed. Just, yeah. just, I get it. Doing concerts. You know, when I was, like, younger, I would get so excited for a concert. I couldn't sleep the night before. And then, like, at, at a certain point, I was like, shit, dude, I took my shoes off. And I have to put my shoes back on <laughs> and go out. Yeah. It's like dark outside you gotta be kidding me you know and like and how much money am i making yeah. if it's not making dollars doesn't make <laughs> sense and that inner dialogue oh man and like you know i i love music but then uh quarantine happened and there were no gigs and you know i the record store closed down and all the swap meets closed down no estate sales and i was like just hanging out with my gal you know and and, and her little ones and it was like you know that was good but I had some time and I started to write and I started writing like a song a day. And uh, I put it out there like, hey, you know, anyone following me on Facebook, if you guys want to do like a version of this song, that would be like real cool. You know, just open invitation. Sometimes I tag some people in there that I always wanted to like collaborate with, you know. And I get some songs back and uh, there are a lot of really cool versions of songs, you know, like and it was cool to see the direction someone would like just from like a lyric basis. They'd be like, oh, OK, like where where can we take this you know and it would go somewhere totally different than how i heard it you know i heard like an old school country song in my head and they do like a kind of jazz version of it right. i'm like oh okay cool you know because like music's really transcendent like that 
you know? And there's uh there's this time period in music where like country and R&B, soul and blues, and, you know, it was meshing. all just kind of the same thing, no lines. you know? And I love that. Me too. So I was like, well, how do I like refine this idea? And the first thing, the funny thing is uh, I had this like crazy idea. I was like, I can keep writing a song a year, a day, and I'll do it for a whole year. And I'll like release a song a day, but I'll have like different people sing it. Totally insane. And I, but I was so hyped on that idea. And I was right. talking to one of my, <laughs> one of my singers I collaborate, Ellis Bryant. He's great, great, like country Western singers, like classic voice. And I was like, what do you think? He's like, I think that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> He's like, you are going to exhaust yourself. Like no one's going to want to hear a song every day. Like you'll exhaust your audience. And I was like, I'm stubborn, right. you know? And I was like, I'm going to do it anywhere. And then I like thought about it. Like I'm stubborn, but I'm also at this point where like. A realist. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I finally, like, I, like the peak of my artistry is like hearing what other people say. Yep. You know what I mean? And like being able to like not be so reactionary all the time. I know, it's tough. And, uh, you know, and I, I think I got there, you know. Good. Takes a while though, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. 42 years. <laughs> I understand. Well, I just turned 50. I'm just figuring <laughs> yeah. it out. I'm a slow learn. <laughs> it's all right, man. As long yeah, as you're as learning. Long, right? As long as you get there or keep learning. Yep. So, uh. Ellis was like, I think you should do it once a week. And I was like, I like that, but I, I don't like, this isn't, I'm not trying to sound cocky, but I was like, I want it to be like a challenge right. too. So I was like, maybe twice a week, you know, two songs a week. I'll try to like produce them a little bit, you know, like make sure they're mixed mastered and sounding like not just like, you know, home demos to sound yep. a little bit more refined. And you're not singing on any of these. No, I might do one. I was talking to Jake Nager about maybe like, bringing my voice out of retirement Jakey. for something that's what i was gonna say yeah, yeah bring it out yeah out of retirement it might be time it's been long you know? enough but i'm putting like um I, I want people to be able to see like and hear the evolution of a song so sometimes i'm putting like a little voice demo that i sent to like the singer right you know and just like so you can hear like where it started and then you hear where it like ended up you know and they're usually two drastically different things um and then I was like, you know, I'm going to pick like who I want to work with and I'm going to, you know, I'll make some reaches and, you know, I'll hit some dead ends. And it's been crazy because like I basically for every song that like you'll hear, I have to write like 10 to 20 songs to like get this one. You know, so how long have you been doing this now for as far as committing and locking into the two songs a week? So we're on uh, we're five songs into Dang. The, the process. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. And I'm like, I'm honestly about 40 songs into like, you know, songs are in some stage of being recorded, you know? And then I have like, I got like thousands of songs written and like ready to go. What know? a daunting task though. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bit much. I'm not going to lie. It's like a little overwhelming the night. Like I'm doing every Tuesday or every Monday and Thursday. Yeah. You got to discipline out yourself. Emails and I got to like stay on it. So when you say sending out emails, all the collaborations are happening digitally. Yeah. Yep, it's all like, you know, you'll get a, a link to download all the songs. And then there's this other element is my mom is like this, she's an incredible artist. She's a watercolor painter. She's been doing it for like And that's what I was getting decades. at earlier yeah. when I said with childhood. I knew you yeah. had something in there. Oh, okay, she's so a, mom's she's an artist. Okay. Yep. Now it makes more sense to yep. me. And so she's doing uh, an, a painting, like an original painting for each song. No way. Yeah. That and is amazing. And it's super like her her vision is wild like i'm i'm the one struggling to keep up with her 
you know? I love that. Yeah. And it's cool. I mean, I can't imagine how awesome that would be to collaborate creatively with your mom. Yeah. And I'd love like, to do that. And she's a she's a badass. You know what I mean? Like I guess that's like me putting my mom on my radio shows. Yeah. <laughs> my mom's better on the radio than me. That's she's a awesome. friggin' riot. That's so funny, man. So how do people support? And, and let's first start with what is the name, the official name of the project? Where can you find it? And how do people support? All right. So it's uh, Alfred Howard Wrights. Alfred Howard Wrights. Yep. Okay. W-R-I-T-E-S. Okay. You know, yep. um, just to specify. <laughs> I'm like, a, leave it to me to give like a confusing over the radio <laughs> website. Right. You know, they're like, yeah, hell yeah. Alfred Howard it. has rights. You know, let's go. Yes. <laughs> like, Black Lives yeah. Matter. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Right now. Like, oh, it's not a website that exists. Shit. Shit. You know, um, but it's Alfred Howard Wrights. W-R-I-T-E-S dot com. Okay. Um, so you can go there and it's a subscription service. So it's like $10 a month for, you know, a year will get you all the songs. And I, you know, if this works, I want to keep doing this. Who's you know? powering? Cause I have, there's an extension of this show that we're doing that I do with my friend Merrill on Patreon. So yep. who's powering your subscription service? It's all me. It's all you. Yep. Okay. It's cool. all me. And the funny, I, I thought about doing a Patreon but it was like once I started incorporating like the art and there's also like a short story element where I just write these, you it's know, there, there's like so Patreon's many things clunky, man, yep. for, for putting together a piece like what you're doing. You want full control. So because yep. I want to subscribe so I can go directly to the website and do it through the website and I'm yep. good to go. Absolutely. And then you deliver two songs a week with your mom's artwork. Two songs a week with my mom's artwork. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, yeah it's 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 awesome. I'm like. I'm really proud of this. And it's it's funny, like, it's taken me a while to figure out, like, exactly my niche in music. You know, I think I, I excel most as, like, a writer. You know, like, as I was saying earlier, I've had chronic Lyme disease for 26 years. Like, playing shows, being out late, it Yeah, what does that hurts, mean exactly? I get a lot of joint who... problems, okay. uh, a lot of headaches. Sometimes my, my hands will kind of seize up and just not cooperate with me. You know, as it relates to the current world that we live in, does it compromise your immune system? It is I would an imagine immune system disease. Yep. Ugh, so I'm, worst. I'm tiptoeing through the world right now. It's got to be the. I mean, because I'm I'm high risk because I'm a fat dude. <laughs> when, when I, I can fr- never tell on the radio. Yeah, exactly. I sound so thin on the air. But um, no, it's just uh, it, it it adds extra stress, doesn't it? Oh, you're yeah. going through this shit and you're yeah. like who to believe what not to believe and i'm just following orders like and... there's not enough to be stressed about I right know. now <laughs> i know just throw pandemic in the mix Dude. race war in the streets Holy unemployment and all, you know everything i know you know it's it's insane but yeah. it's also awesome that uh, you're continuing to create in the space yeah. and that's something that i think is important for for creatives to do because Personally, I can get kind of paralyzed with, with fear sometimes, and it, it, it causes me to not create. And I think it's awesome that you're actually setting these goals and staying true to these goals because it, it just keeps you on a healthier path. I really yeah. believe that. And I'm like, I, I didn't like it when I was in school, but I like homework. Right. Like, I like having an assignment and knowing, like, I got to get this done. I know. You know. By this date and it's discipline like, really does work it, it really does man <laughs> it does for me anyway so yeah it's it's great having these like these times set you know and i've been keeping on schedule and yeah and, it, and it's been awesome just reaching out some like you realize like i've been touring and playing music for 20 years 
you start like going through your phone and realizing like, oh man, I'm friends with this dude who's like doing this amazing thing. We reach out to him, Bring you know, and a lot, of, a lot of folks have like downtime right now, you know? So it's like a good time to be reaching out to musicians and like, hey, you want to collaborate on something? Like I, I've gotten, uh, I've gotten yeses that I didn't expect to get. That's the best. You know, where I'm like, oh, oh shit, I got to write something now. You That's know, awesome. <laughs> so uh, in closing, why don't you uh, let's play a track? And uh, as they say in, in in my former profession, why don't you set it up and uh, then we'll play it here. Yeah. So, awesome, what did man. you uh, What did you want to play? What do you think's the best? representation of what you're doing now uh, based on the five songs you've released today oh man it's it's tough it's like I my bet. songs it's like, like my picking children, your favorite kid you know? <laughs> right i know it's the worst but i'll go with the, the one that we're i'm releasing today okay is a song called co-authors and it's uh it's funny so the first song that i did was with a, a friend of mine named nathan moore he's a folk singer from virginia he's killer and we we did a version of that spoken word piece i did we all breathe the same air and uh, Nathan reached out to a friend of his named Brad Barr. Brad Barr p- plays in a band called the Barr Brothers. And I'm like, I'm a big fan of the Barr Brothers. They're they're killer. And the funny thing is, is like... Is that a local band? Pardon my... No, uh... they're they're from Montreal. Okay, I was going to um, say, I've never heard of them. Dude, they're they're great, man. Really? You got to listen to them. It's like... A, On it. Like, the funny thing is, he had a band in, in Boston when I was in school there in the 90s called The Slip. And it was like this, like kind of psychedelic jazz group you oh, know? i love that he had just you know that all all those guys had chops you know and then like at some point they sort of transcended into this like indie rock band that's got this sort of like will coey rootsy vibe but it's like super experimental and interesting and like and they they they're players you know what i mean they're sure like, they they're great musicians they're the real deal yeah so you hit them up and they were like let's roll yeah and it was one of those things where i was like i mean they're you know they're like a well-established band and i wasn't you know i was like we'll see what happens and nathan's like no brad's a good friend of mine he's like let me let me connect you two and uh i sent brad a text with this song idea and he's like dude i'm all in sounds great and i was like really no way all right cool <laughs> you know how cool okay so yeah. the name of this song is co-authors yep and it's with the bar brothers well it's uh it's brad bar brad of the bar. bar brothers and and myself on lyrics honey did you see the headlines are you following the phone wires stitching up the nation in conversation can't believe my own eyes Living in a riptide Caught up in the current I oh, want you give me some assurance And mama is this alright uh, Will we make it out alive Was it supposed to be this violent I want a moment of silence For our fallen future When they are second-hand sutures A band-aid for a gunshot And no medicine for what we got I loved you in a daydream I loved you while the world screamed I loved you as the fires burned And I loved you through the night Need your breath like water Will you be my day's co-author As we turn on the axis Until we get it right 
Show. Ken Tory Show. 